Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to Keep It Real 365, where we keep it real 365 days a year and we talk professional wrestling. Today on the show, I will be talking about all the hottest topics in the world of pro wrestling. This is Hot Topics number 38 in pro wrestling. Let's get right into it. With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. All right, everybody. We are kicking things off. How are you guys doing? First and foremost, um, thank you for the continued love and support on Keep It Real 365. Shout out to everybody on Instagram that is following the podcast. If you haven't done so already, please do. It is at Keep It Real 365 Dash. Follow your boy on Twitter at JT Takeover. And continue to go out and listen to Keep It Real 365 on all available podcast platforms. Easy way to access that, you guys, is simple. Go to the link on my social media, on Instagram, on Twitter. And click that link, which is linktree.com slash Jordan Turner. Click that link and you guys will get easy access to not only my social media, but my podcast. All right, you guys. Now that is out of the way. Let's get right into this mug, man. Pro wrestling topics. We're kicking things off in the E in WWE. We got a lot of things to talk about in WWE. We're kicking it off with WWE Money in the Bank predictions as Money in the Bank is this upcoming Sunday. I don't know how you guys are feeling about Money in the Bank. I'm pretty excited about Money in the Bank, but at the same time, I'm kind of eerie about it, especially with the two Money in the Bank matches. Now, everything that I talk about here can be pretty much unenvoyed on Sunday night, and we can see things that you know, we were all wrong about, you know what I mean? So I'm just going to be giving you guys my predictions for money in the bank, doing some sort of fantasy booking in terms of the money in the bank winners. We're going to have some fun talking money in the bank. Now we're going to kick things off here with the first match on the card it's for the WWE championship. Bobby Lashley, the WWE champion will be going one-on-one with Kofi Kingston a member of the New Day. I am going to be brutally honest with you guys. There is no chance in hell that Kofi Kingston walks out of Money in the Bank as the new WWE champion. But, but I will do a little bit of fantasy book in here because there's heavy rumors right now. And I am in agreement. I'm not in agreement, excuse me, with this whatsoever. I feel like this rumor is absolute bullshit, but it looks to be facts. I can't stand what the WWE is about to do here. So the rumor suggests that Bill Goldberg is coming back to the WWE. I will talk about that in its own brief uh, topic, but that is a big rumor that Goldberg is coming back. Now, Bill Goldberg, he's returning. We don't know what for. But I have a separate article here, which I will be talking about in a little bit. But it has to do with the WWE Championship. We don't know. Now, Bobby Lashley, Kofi Kingston. 
Listen, there's no way Kofi Kingston wins this match, right? There's no way he wins and become the new WWE champion. But did a little birdie tell you at all? Have you guys come up with any possible scenarios that this might actually be a good idea for Kofi Kingston to win the WWE championship? In my personal opinion, I think Bobby Lashley retains the WWE championship and goes into SummerSlam as the WWE champion. But what if I tell you one of the best ideas is for Kofi Kingston from a storytelling perspective is for Kofi Kingston to win the WWE championship again and be a transitional champion. Let me explain. So for the men's money in the bank, um, just imagine. I'm not sure if this is going to happen, but just picture this story. If Biggie wins the money in the bank, and I say if he wins money in the bank, Kofi Kingston wins the WWE Championship. Just picture Biggie turning on Kofi Kingston, splitting up the New Day, leaving the New Day to Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Big E can go out and do his own thing, right? He could be a single star. He could be one of the best heels on Monday Night Raw as he is actually being rumored to be drafted to Monday Night Raw once the draft comes around, possibly after SummerSlam. So Big E goes to Monday Night Raw as a heel. He is tired of Kofi Kingston getting a championship opportunity after opportunity at that belt. And so he does a dick move and cashes in the money in the bank on Kofi Kingston pretty much at Money in the Bank where we get a rematch between he and Bobby Lashley. Kofi retains and Big E turns heel on Kofi Kingston and the New Day is pretty much split up from Big E's perspective. That is not happening whatsoever but I just wanted to throw that idea out there. Big E, Kofi Kingston, the story would be so brilliant and it would be something of a sight to behold really when that you know if that happens but me being realistic i just don't see that happening and um i think bobby lashley is going to retain the wwe championship at money in the bank next up we got the tribal chief the head of the table the man on friday night roman reigns going one-on-one with edge for the universal championship now, I don't see Edge winning. I mean, I don't see nobody beating Roman Reigns this year. Nobody should ever even come close to beating Roman Reigns this year. No cap. Okay? You guys know that. I know that. Roman Reigns should hold that championship for the rest of 2021. Simple. It's just the best option for Friday Night SmackDown. And it is obviously the best option for WWE. Edge is going to come close. But at the end of the day. Roman Reigns is going to retain. Because of the assist of. Not the Usos. You know that's predictable. But we get the assist from Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. On Talking Smack a couple weeks ago. Was irate. He was pissed. He was frustrated. That Edge just returned 
out of nowhere. And he pretty much just challenged Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship without getting an, um, an opportunity, really, and qualifying. He just came in, he returned, he got in the ring, and just challenged Roman Reigns. And just like that, we're getting him versus Roman Reigns this Sunday at Money in the Bank. Seth Rollins on Talking Smack seen that and was pissed. And from a storyline perspective, this guy has every right to be pissed. Because Edge just comes in, he walks in, goes in the ring, challenges Roman Reigns, and gets it accepted. That would piss me off too. It would piss me off big time. So Seth Rollins is going to take all that anger out on Edge and pretty much cost him the Universal Championship this Sunday at Money in the Bank. That will officially kick off their beef and their feud for SummerSlam. I can't wait for Edge versus Seth Rollins. That is actually one of the uh, little dream matches that WWE has left and one of those dream matches that I've been wanting to see ever since Edge pretty much returned to the promotion. And they obviously can take that letter in there. You know, you got that layer of Seth Rollins being pissed off at Edge, costing him the title, and then they also can take what happened all those years ago on Monday Night Raw in 2014 on the episode of The Cutting Edge on Raw, and they can do that and what happened recently on SmackDown and just bold that together. We're obviously seeing teases. We've been seeing that. Um, some on the bump in terms of Edge mocking uh, Seth Rollins and everything with him and Rollins backstage. So it's going to happen. So that's what happens. Roman Reigns retains by the help of Seth Rollins. Up next, we got AJ Styles and almost versus the Viking Raiders for the Raw Tag Team Championships. I don't give a fuck about this match. I really don't care. The tag team division in WWE is really terrible. And it just shows that WWE really is just, they're not into tag team wrestling. You know, I remember all those years ago where Jim Ross and Edge stated that Vince McMahon himself is just not a fan of tag team wrestling anymore. This is not the 2000s. And that sucks. You know, it's not the good age of NXT. All those years ago where tag team wrestling was pretty much one of the centerpieces of the black and gold brand. Tag team division is terrible. Not only on Raw, but on SmackDown. Even though SmackDown is trying to rebrand tag team division. But what WWE can do is just very simple. Just merge the tag team divisions. It will give tag team... Uh, wrestlers an opportunity it will make the tag team division feel more important and it will give fans an opportunity to be invested in tag team wrestling once again so my prediction is AJ Styles and almost as they will go on to SummerSlam and face off against a team I'm not sure who it is I really don't know so that's going to happen the Viking Raiders I see losing and uh, a new team's going to come in for SummerSlam to take on AJ Styles and almost. Now we're going to talk about the Raw Women's Championship up next. This has a lot of implications if you guys really think about it. So we got Rhea Ripley defending the Raw Women's Championship against the Queen Charlotte Flair. I'm just going to come out and say right now, I think Charlotte Flair is winning the Raw Women's Championship 
I see a title change here during this show. And I think Becky Lynch is going to return after this match is over. Becky Lynch never lost the Raw Women's Championship. She only pretty much relinquished it because she was pregnant. She relinquished it against Asuka. And ever since, it feels like the Raw Women's Division has been stagnant. It's been fucking awful. Okay? The feud between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, in my opinion, has been absolutely terrible. I'm not a fan. I don't care for it. And their chemistry, it's there. But it's like it doesn't hit when it needs to hit. You know what I mean? So, my prediction is Charlotte Flair. She's going to win the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch is going to come back and say, I want my title back. I want to be the queen of the women's division again. And then Rhea Ripley, she lost the championship. So, she's automatically going to want her rematch. That's going to set up the triple threat match. I pitched that on Twitter a couple months ago. It is going to happen. It's the right call when I really think about it. Because the SmackDown women's uh, division is going to be all about Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. So the Raw women's division needs Rhea Ripley. It needs Charlotte Flair. And it needs Becky Lynch in a triple threat match for the Raw women's title at SummerSlam. That is the biggest match that you can possibly do. I heard people say Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch. You guys got to understand, if you do that, then what is Charlotte Flair going to do at SummerSlam? I get why people say that, but at the same time, they got to think about Charlotte Flair and where she's possibly going to be placed. We all know she's going to have a match at SummerSlam. So just give me the triple threat match. It just makes sense. Now, next up, we got the two Money in the Bank matches. We're going to start off with the men's Money in the Bank match. We got Ricochet, John Morrison, Big E, Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Drew McIntyre. I swear to God, if Drew McIntyre... Listen, the booking of Drew McIntyre has been terrible. I'm not a big fan of Drew McIntyre anymore because of the booking. That is not his fault. I'm not blaming him. I'm blaming the booking. The booking has failed Drew McIntyre. It's failed The Fiend. It's failed a lot of people that we were all once fans of. And the booking just ruined them. Drew McIntyre is on that list. So, the big rumor right now is that Drew McIntyre is going to win the money in the bank. As a fan, I don't want to see that. The biggest story right now is Biggie to win the money in the bank ladder match. But you guys need not to sleep on Seth Rollins. Don't sleep on Seth Rollins. Picture this. The WWE Universal Championship is going to be in the main event. I could see Seth Rollins. I'm actually going with Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins is going to win the money in the bank. Okay? I was teetering between Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, and Big E. From a storyline perspective, Seth Rollins winning the money in the bank 
it's going to be a big deal. This is going to be his second Money in the Bank win. And he can go to the main event and cost Roman Reigns. Or Edge shockingly beats Roman Reigns. And Seth Rollins cashes it in on Edge. Something like that can happen. Seth Rollins is in the match. It's very hard to not pick him. Um, I, I'm going to go with Seth Rollins here. But, you know, the fan in me wants to say Big E. But, you know, the logical thing in me is saying Drew McIntyre or Seth Rollins. But I'm going to go with Seth Rollins at the end of the day. I think Seth Rollins is going to win the Money in the Bank ladder match. Next, we're going to talk about the women's Money in the Bank. So we got the following women. We got Natalia, Tamina Snuka, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Ash. So Natalia was recently announced in the Money in the Bank a couple of days ago. Same with Tamina Snuka. She was announced yesterday. They just plucked those two women in there just to pick and solidify those two spots. That's fucking bullshit. I hate that. And it makes the money in the bank match for the women seem really worthless to me. Because, number one, you gave Carmella a spot just to give her a spot. Just to ultimately take her out of the match. Just to give it to Liv Morgan. So, that was okay. I was pissed in the beginning. Even though I like Carmella. But they rectify that. This... You're just giving it to Tamina and Natalia, the women's tag team champions. You're giving these two women a slot that aren't winning the match. I'm praying and I'm hoping that Sasha Banks and Sonya Deville come in and replace Natalia and Tamina Snuka. If they do that, that is going to be great. But at the same time, I'm going to be a little bit pissed because it's like, why did you announce Natalia and Tamina if they were just ultimately going to be replaced by people like, say, Sasha Banks and Sonya Deville? That makes no sense. That's stupid WWE booking right there. Now, if everything is going to be left alone and these women are just going to be in there and there's going to be no replacements at all, no one's going to attack somebody. Personally, for me, my booking... I'm having Naomi win this match. You guys know where I'm going with this. So follow suit. Naomi's going to win this match. Naomi's going to turn heel on Sasha Banks and or Bianca Belair at SummerSlam. She's going to be the champion. And she's going to be involved with Roman Reigns and the Usos as champions at the end of SummerSlam. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. You got to do it. So all those champions reigning supreme at the end of SummerSlam, the sight is going to be beautiful to see. I hope they really consider putting Naomi, you know, on Friday Night SmackDown, having her turn heel, have her have the team bad kind of persona with her attitude just turned up 300 spaces, man. You have that and you have a made woman in Naomi. 
She's been incredibly underrated, and she deserves a lot better. Liv Morgan deserves an opportunity. Maybe Liv Morgan wins this match. But I'm going to be honest. I think Alexa Bliss is going to win this match via some voodoo thing. I'm not sure what it what is going to be, but I think Alexa Bliss is going to win this match. So I'm going to go with, as of now, depending on if Natalia and Tamina get switched, if everybody, if everybody is in this match and they don't get switched at all, I'm going with Alexa Bliss. My fandom and me wants to go with Naomi. But realistically, I think Alexa Bliss is going to win this match. Those are my predictions for Money in the Bank. Let me know what you guys think. And we're going to get right into the next topic. Right into it, man. So I'm going to fantasy book John Cena versus Roman Reigns. John Cena, Roman Reigns. They have a history. Monday Night Raw, that iconic promo between those two men where John Cena pretty much exposed Roman Reigns. We're going to have a part two of that. This time it's going to be on Friday night where Roman Reigns is pretty much going to dig in on John Cena. And he's going to mention why he's in Hollywood and all of his movies suck. You know, he's not in the blockbuster uh, movies like my cousin The Rock is. He's going to mention The Rock there. And Roman Reigns is pretty much going to stand on his own in the promo without Paul Heyman. And they're just going to go at it. Now, John Cena is going to mention, well, I'm here to end your shit. You know, you try to pretty much be the top guy. You can't feel my shoes. I'm going to prove that at SummerSlam. And Roman Reigns is pretty much going to be like, nah, dog. You know what I mean? You're nothing to me. This is my show. I'm the tribal chief. I'm at the head of the table. You get behind me. I'm the champion. I'm going to prove that at SummerSlam when I beat your ass. And then once you lose, you can go squirming right back to Hollywood doing B-level, C-level movies. Period. And we can see a dig at The Rock a little bit there too. Setting up him versus Rock in the future. And it pretty much... With John Cena and Roman Reigns can be personal. How Roman Reigns now is taking the throne off John Cena. As he is the man of the WWE. While John Cena is in Hollywood. So pretty much it can be a back and forth promo. They can get personal. And it can lead to a match. That's it. That's all you need to do. Promos back and forth. No punches thrown. Just taking jabs at each other on the microphone. It's all you got to do man. It's not that hard. Now. That's pretty much that fantasy book and for John Cena and Roman Reigns, you guys. That was it. Now, we are going to get right into one of the biggest, just disappointing news I heard. I'm going to say all year, man. This news sucks. This news fucking sucks. Listen, if you're a fan of Bill Goldberg, God bless you. That's fine. Um, I'm not really a fan of Goldberg. I respect Bill Goldberg and what he's done for the business, even though he doesn't give a fuck about this business. All he cares about is that money. And the hot rumor going around, man, it's to a point that Bill Goldberg was trending last night, and he's actually trending again today. So this is from Ringside News. Shout out to Ringside News. Go and subscribe to their articles, man. They do an amazing work. 
So Ringside News is reporting that Bill Goldberg is returning to WWE television next week. This isn't good, guys. So I am going to read this article right now. So it says the following. WWE is getting back on the road. That means that they will need bigger names to bring back live fans. I'm going to stop them right there. I get it. You got to bring in the John Cena's. You got to bring in the Edges. You got to bring in the Undertaker's, the Bill Goldberg's, the Rocks. You got to bring in the big time marquee people. But it just shows that they just aren't willing to create new stars. The only star that they've really created was Bailey and Roman Reigns in terms of investment. You know, you had Sasha Banks, you had Drew McIntyre as well. They had Bobby Lashley. So they had people, but those people were already established. I'm trying to talk about someone that they have not established yet. Someone that's new. Those people were already been in the trenches. The Sasha Banks, the Drew McIntyre, the Bobby Lashley, the Roman Reigns, the Baileys. Build new stars. That's their problem. So this will likely include Becky Lynch as well because she is slated to be at Money in the Bank Another big name is also being expected. Yes, Becky Lynch is being rumored to be appearing at Money in the Bank. Like I said, this is going to set up Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Rhea Ripley in a triple threat match for the Raw Women's title. That's my prediction. If it happens, great. If it doesn't, I will come on here and say that I was wrong. But Becky Lynch is being rumored for Money in the Bank. So the article continues. The company has several part-timers that they can call. And it looks like Vince McMahon picked up the phone yet again. Now, Bill Goldberg is coming back sooner than anyone previously thought. He is also going for Bobby Lashley's WWE title. Let me stop right there. This happened before Bill Goldberg returned and faced Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Yes, he lost. But... He came back and challenged for a world title. He didn't deserve it. He didn't do jack shit in terms of momentum, in terms of being on TV consistently. He hasn't done anything. So you're just going to roll this motherfucker right on WWE television and just pluck him right into the WWE championship picture? Listen, that's WWE's fault. You did not... You know, I'm trying to calm down, but WWE did not create anybody else that is on the level of Bobby Lashley that can be believable to beat him. That is WWE's fault. That's not our fault as a fan base. I mean, we were pitching people to beat Bobby Lashley. We were pitching several creative ideas for WWE to go in with Bobby Lashley for SummerSlam. One in particular, Brock Lesnar. What's going on with Brock Lesnar? We don't know. We really don't know. So maybe WWE is saving Brock Lesnar for somebody else like Roman Reigns again. Because if Brock, you guys got to think about this. We all have to sit back and really rethink. If Brock Lesnar returns... And he takes on Bobby Lashley and loses right away. It's going to take away some of the mystique of Brock Lesnar. And that is actually being rumored as one of the reasons why Brock Lesnar is currently not scheduled 
to appear in WWE as we speak. And from a business standpoint, from a creative perspective, I totally get it. That makes sense. You know, Bill Goldberg, you couldn't create another big baby face for Bobby Lashley to face at SummerSlam. You got to bring in Bill Goldberg. I don't get it. I really don't. Like, that was the best option that they could have done. I'm not a fan of this whatsoever. Not at all. So the article continues, according to a report from Fightful Select, shout out to Sean Rossop, one of the best in the IWC community when analyzing and reporting WWE wrestling news. So Goldberg is also on his way back to WWE. Those were the plans as of Thursday afternoon, and he will be there on so pretty much WWE, Vince McMahon, pretty much. You could categorize this as long-term planning, but it sounds like WWE within Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, they were just trying to come up with an opponent for Bobby Lashley to face at SummerSlam. And Vince McMahon came up with Bill Goldberg. Fuck Bill Goldberg. I will not get over him beating The Fiend in Saudi Arabia. My respect for Bill Goldberg was gone after that. Was absolutely gone. It ain't coming back. Goldberg, I hope you understand that you killed the fiend. You killed the mystique. You killed the importance. You killed the fiend. So fuck you for that. You're an asshole. Now, so they were plans as of Thursday afternoon. That he will be there on Monday, which is this upcoming Monday. Um, Bill Goldberg will. This will likely see him in a SummerSlam match against Lashley. But it wasn't specifically noted it will be for a title. That's interesting. Okay. So the article reads here. WWE's plan was for Bill Goldberg to return on Monday's Raw. And set up an eventual match with Bobby Lashley targeted for SummerSlam. Goldberg is contracted for two matches a year, and he competed at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Now he will likely use that second match at SummerSlam. Okay, so pretty much Bill Goldberg only has two matches obligated for the year, and he used, like the report says here, he used it for Royal Rumble, and now he's using that second one for SummerSlam, which means we won't see Bill Goldberg for the rest of the year after this. Thank God. And... This kind of sucks because Bill Goldberg is coming in and losing, right? That's great, okay? But at the same time, that's worthless because you're just bringing in Bill Goldberg to face Bobby Lashley for Bobby Lashley to beat one of the legends in this business and Bill Goldberg. That's stupid, man. I don't like that shit. Just bringing in somebody just to... Put them on the show. Big marquee name. I get it. But I'm just not a fan of stuff like that, man. It just really irks me. So now he will likely use that second match at SummerSlam where he will take on the almighty WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. We will have to see if that means Bill Goldberg will be WWE champion after August 21st event. I fucking hope not. That's the report for Bill Goldberg. Fuck Bill Goldberg. I don't care who he faces. I'm just not a big fan of Bill Goldberg, man. That's just my opinion.
After what happened with The Fiend, all my respect for Bill Goldberg is absolutely gone. He's, he's a big name. I know that. He's a big name. But, man, Bill Goldberg returning, I'm not a fan of it at all. And everybody else is not a fan. You guys are not a fan because social media is blowing up right now. It blew up last night. It's blowing up again with Bill Goldberg. And this is crazy. So, let's talk about some AEW. I'm going to fantasy book Cody Rhodes and Malachi Black for all out. AEW. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it a buck. Those haters out there. Y'all got to shut the fuck up about AEW. Because you guys are coming off as crybabies. You guys are also coming off as WWE apologists. Okay. You guys just don't like AEW. You want AEW to fail. But listen. AEW isn't going nowhere. Period. Simple. So get used to it. Get used to AEW, you know, being in the headlines. Get used to AEW being top tier in pro wrestling. Ain't going nowhere. Deal with it. Get on the ship or get the fuck off the ship. Simple. That's the easiest way I can tell y'all. You know, people hating on WWE or AEW. I don't understand it, man. It's ridiculous. AEW doesn't do everything right, man. But AEW's, they're, they're big time right now. And they're killing him. So, you got to respect that. But Cody Rhodes, you guys know, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, I'm not a big fan of Cody Rhodes. The perception of Cody Rhodes, I just don't like. I don't see him as a big star. He portrays himself as like the John Cena, the Roman Reigns of AEW. I don't see it. I feel like it's forced. But from a storytelling perspective, he's one of the best in his business. He tells the story great. He's one of the best promos in the business. And when it comes to being serious... There's no one easier to call in AEW than Cody Rhodes. So, Matakai Black, Cody Rhodes look like they're going to go at it one-on-one at All Out. Now, the story right now, we don't know what the story is. We see Matakai Black in recent weeks attack, excuse me, Arn Anderson, Cody Rhodes' manager. Why did he attack him? We don't know. Now, I could assume that he attacked Arn Anderson to get under Cody Rhodes' skin. I can see Aleister Black playing mind games with Cody Rhodes. And um, maybe we could see him play mind games with Cody Rhodes' wife, Brandy Rose. Just get personal. That's it. Just get personal. And that looks like what the route Tony Khan is going with. And we could see, you know, Matakai Black appear at Cody Rhodes' home playing mind games with Brandy, playing mind games with the child and, and everything like that. You know, Cody Rhodes can be like, you know, we brought you in here to make you a star, and you're trying to step on my toes. Why am I the first one you're coming after? What do you have against me? Alistair Black, Malachi Black can mention that, you know, we don't think you're the guy here. You think you are. I'm the guy, though. They brought me into this place because they know that I can bring a bigger value than you can. You're just pretty much a paper top star here. I'm the real top star here. And I'm going to prove that when I beat your ass, when I black kick the shit out you, I fucking AEW all out. That's it. Malachi Black can play mind games. He can act serious against Cody. And that's the route that they should go. I can't wait for this match. This is going to be an absolute wrestling clinic at AEW all out. This is one of the big marquee bouts for AEW all out. I'm surprised they haven't announced it right now. They will announce it soon. 
once August comes around and gets a little bit earlier into the month of August, as AEW All Out will be in September. Should be great, man. So that's the fantasy booking for AEW. This week on AEW was really great. Sammy Guevara is a big, big star. One of the big, you know, people that I like on that show. Britt Baker is one of the best women's, not only wrestlers, but personalities in all of pro wrestling. She's personally one of my favorites. I'm a big fan of Britt Baker. She's come along great. She's improving on the microphone really great. And you can tell that Adam Cole, Bay Bay, you know, is, is uh, giving lessons to her, man, and, and, and it shows. So that's really great. And um, Darby Allen, Darby Allen's the daredevil, man. Darby Allen is the Jeff Hardy of AEW. He's doing great. He's over. And MJF is one of the best heels in the business. He's doing great as well. AEW has a lot of people that have potential to be top stars in pro wrestling for generations to come. Britt Baker, Darby Allin, um, you know, you got Malachi Black, you got Andrade El Idolo, you know, you got Sammy Guevara, and you got, you got people, man, that can be the centerpieces of AEW outside of the John Moxley's, outside of the Kenny Omega's, outside of Chris Jericho. So, great on um, AEW, they're doing great, and I can't wait to see what they do in the coming months on AEW television. And now to close out the podcast today, ladies and gentlemen, um, before I talk about Impact Wrestling, I'm going to say it again. Please go follow and subscribe to Keep It Real 365. Go to the search engines on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, whatever podcast platform you guys listen to. Go to the search engine, type in Keep It Real with the line. You got to put that line down there. And then type in 365. It will pop up. Press follow. Press subscribe. And your boy would greatly appreciate it. And like I said, follow me also on social media. Now, Impact Wrestling. Woo! Impact Wrestling has been hot as a late man. Impact Wrestling has been killing it on television. The fans are coming back for Slammiversary tomorrow night. I can't wait for it. I will be watching. I will be reviewing the show. Excuse me. So stay tuned to the podcast tomorrow night. For Impact Wrestling Slammiversary. Speaking of Slammiversary. We got two topics. Number one. We're going to be talking about. My Slammiversary predictions. And then we're going to end it with something in terms of Sammy Callahan. So we're going to be talking about Impact Wrestling first. Impact Wrestling Slammiversary. Now. The Slammiversary card. I feel looks. You know. It looks decent. It doesn't look like. Oh my god. The greatest card of all time. For Impact and just for pro wrestling, but the card looks, you know, decent for what it is. And um, here's the card, man. I'm gonna give you guys my quick predictions on this, and talk about some of the top matches that can be very good for the company on Saturday night. So we're gonna start off with the match that was recently announced as of last night on an episode of Impact Wrestling. Brian Myers and Tennille Dashwood face off against Matt Corona and a mystery partner in a mixed tag team match. I'm going to keep it real with you guys and say that Chelsea Green, a.k.a. Hot Mess, will be debuting, or excuse me, re-debuting in Impact Wrestling tomorrow night as she will be the partner with Matt Corona as they are obviously a couple. So that is going to be the mystery partner for Matt Corona, man. I can't wait to see Chelsea Green right back in Impact Wrestling. Next up, man, we got Jay Morris 
versus Eddie Edwards. Should be a great match. Uh, Morrissey, you know, the former cast, big cast, he looks great in tremendous shape. And um, I think he's going to get the W here against Eddie Edwards. Next up, we got Moose versus Chris Saban, man. WWE really wanted to sign Moose, man. But Moose apparently signed a new contract with Impact Wrestling. So good for him. I see him getting the win over Chris Saban. The ultimate X match with Impact X Division Championship. This is going to be one of the best matches on the entire show. Josh Alexander, the champion, versus Trey Miguel. And Ace Austin, who's one of my favorites in Impact Wrestling. Chris Bay, another one of my favorites. And Raji Rui. And then Petey Williams. Does Josh Alexander lose this championship? I can go with Trey Miguel. I could go with Ace Austin. I could also go with Chris Bay. This is very tough between those guys. But my prediction is I do see a title change. I'm actually going to go with Chris Bay to become the new um, X Division champion for Impact Wrestling. Next match we got is Fiva and Flava. Kier Hogan and Tasha Steeles, the champions versus Havoc and Rosemary for the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships. I The feud's been all right. Um, I don't want to say this was going to be a dud match, but it's been decent for what it what it's been. Um, I see Fiverr and Flavor retaining the Impact Knockouts Championships. The next match, we got Violent by Design, Joe Doring, Rhino, um, with Rich Swan and Willie Mack, TJP, Falabaugh, the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson, and Dark Gallows for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. I think the Good Brothers need to win this match here. Willie Mack and um, Rich Swan, I can see winning, but I'm going to go with Dark Gallows and Carl Anderson to become the new Impact World Tag Team Champions. This, I believe, will be the co-main event. This will be Tanil Dash with the champion, one of the best women's wrestlers in the world today. Shout out to Deanna Perrazzo. She left the E, went to Impact Wrestling, and has become one of the best in the world for sure. You guys got to start putting respect on on uh, Tanil, uh, not Tanil, but Deanna Perrazzo's name. She's been doing a great job. I'm a big fan of her work, and she's facing a mystery opponent. We don't know who that person is. We don't know. Um, we heard a lot of names, but we're going to have to wait to find out. I think someone is debuting in Impact Wrestling, where, in this case, re-debuting. We don't know. We'll see. At the end of the day, is this where Deanna Peraza loses? Because if you have someone re-debuting or debuting, they got to beat Deanna Peraza, right? It just makes sense. So we'll see what happens. I think the winner is going to be the mystery opponent. And then we got the main event of the evening. We got Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan in a no disqualification match for the Impact World Championship. I'm going with a title change. I think Sammy Callahan is going to beat Kenny Omega and become the new Impact World Champion. Speaking of Sammy Callahan, he wants to be the face of Impact Wrestling. I found this very interesting. This is from TV Insider. So, Sammy Callahan wants to be the face of Impact Wrestling. Sammy Callahan has been waving the Impact flag since his debut on the series in 2017. The Lifewire wrestler carried the company's top championship proudly 
before losing it to Tessa Blanchard in an historic making intergender match at Hard to Kill at the start of 2020 last year. Uh, people were, you know, up in arms about that. I thought that match was very good. Intergender wrestling, I love. Um, only if done right, especially with if you only have the two of the best opponents there and if those two opponents can really gel together. Now, the loyal performer looks to be getting the gold back. The star enters Slammiversary to challenge Kenny Omega, who came in from All Elite Wrestling and won the gold in a interpromotional match at Rebellion in April. So he sat down with TV Insider to preview the marquee bout. So Sammy Callahan had this to say. I quote, Well, I think the last year without fans in my eyes sucked. Pro wrestling fans are everything about wrestling, but I think Impact puts on one of the best ep exotic wrestling shows on television right now. Even without the fans, they truly had some of the best storylines in wrestling matches in the year. Actually, I do believe that. I think people have taken notice of that, which they have. And then another question came in. How's the locker room atmosphere now that fans are returning to the show? Uh, he replied and said, Our moral is one of the best in wrestling in general because Impact truly is a family. We watch each other's back and help each other's uh, matches. The creative team is open to ideas and allows you to be who you want to be. For a couple of months, we weren't able to show up because of the pandemic, and they still paid everyone. That Shout out to Impact, man. Like I said, Impact's management team is turning everything around, so you got to give Impact Wrestling some credit, man. Impact Wrestling, continue to do what you do, man, because you are slowly making waves in pro wrestling. I know you guys aren't the biggest fish, but uh, we got to start putting respect on Impact Wrestling's name. So uh, the article continues. That is the kind of company Impact is. They take care of their talent. And even when someone leaves, you are still a part of the Impact family and are welcomed back anytime soon. And the article continued, man. He just was talking about Impact Wrestling and his life as a wrestler. And that's pretty much what the article was here. And um, I'm going to look at this because I'm going to read what one of the questions came up, which was very interesting. Uh, the question was, what steps do you think Impact needs to take to the next level? This was an interesting question. And this is what Sammy Callahan had to say. The main thing is getting back to the touring schedule. People seem to forget right before the pandemic happened, Impact Wrestling was selling out bigger and bigger buildings. One of the main things we needed was a little star power. We got it with the Good Brothers, Heath, Kurt Hawkins, Matt Cardano, and others. We truly do now have one of the best rosters. The touring will show just how hot Impact is. I like that, man. Now, I will say the Good Brothers are great. Heath is not really a star, <clears throat> excuse me, in my opinion. Kurt Hawkins, I don't really see him as that either. And Matt Cardona, I don't see it either. But they are pretty much, you know, role players for Impact Wrestling. And they're going to help elevate the promotion for sure. And um, that's pretty much what the article was saying. They had questions and uh, he answered them. And it was a great listen. It was a great article. And um, if you guys haven't checked it out, please go do so at TVInsider.com. And um, shout out to Sammy Callahan, man. Doing some great things in Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling is really showcasing their wrestlers, giving them freedom, and the shows have been really consistent. So, Slammiversary tomorrow night. I can't wait to cover it right here on Keep It Real 365. That is it for the podcast. 
I hope you guys enjoyed all the topics that I ran down today. This is the Creative King. I'm signing off on the show today. I'll be tuning in to SmackDown. No podcast for SmackDown, but um, we will be rolling right into the consistency for all podcast shows moving forward starting next week with Monday Night Raw. That's tomorrow. We got Slammiversary, and Sunday night is Money in the Bank. I hope you guys enjoyed. I will see you guys next time right here on Keep It Real 365. That's a wrap.